0: Hey everyone, Amber Archer here. Are you looking for an eye-opening, inspiring movie night? Join Mark and I for a captivating evening at Maranatha Glory in Napanee, Indiana, November 11th at 6 p.m. as we delve into the thought-provoking topics of transgenderism through our new movie, Dysphoria. This is your chance to see our latest documentary before it hits the streaming platforms next year. Grab your friends, family, church members, and anyone else who desires to have their eyes opened to the transgender deception targeting the youth in America and around the world. Mark and I will be available for a brief Q&A after the movie. Now's your chance to come out and support local missionaries advancing the kingdom through feature films. Tickets available at dysphoriamovie.com or text the word TICKETS to 80888 for easy access. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the intersection of faith, family, and filmmaking. You're listening to Fearless with Mark and Amber, a behind-the-scenes of our filmmaking ministry, Fearless Features, where we are creating documentary films about the issues impacting our culture and society from a biblical perspective and pursuing truth above all else. I'm Amber Archer, and joining me is my husband, author, director, speaker, Mark Archer. Um, yeah. (laughs) You can learn more about us and the movies we're making by visiting fearlessfeatures.com.
1: You're expecting more to that one, weren't you? I I was. I was waiting (laughs) for
0: the pumpkin spice latte.
1: (laughs) Well, I can find you the pumpkin spice latte here.
0: No, it's okay. Pumpkin spice latte! Okay.
1: Just get you in the holiday spirit.
0: Pumpkin spice latte! (laughs) (laughs) Well, we are continuing on with Are These the Last Days. Yes. With renowned
1: Bible Bible prophecy
0: teacher. (laughs) Bill Archer?
1: hmm But first, uh-huh. we have another screening to announce. Yes, we do. If you are in the Fort Wayne, Indiana area, mm-hmm. December 1st,
0: <laughs> <laughs> December 1st.
1: December 1st at Concordia Theological Seminary, mm-hmm. Seeler Hall. Mm-hmm. And you can buy tickets at... Dysphoria movie.com. Dysphoria movie.com. Oh, what time does it start? It starts at 6 30. 6 30. Mm-hmm. That's a Friday night, mm-hmm. December 1st.
0: Doors open at 6.
1: Okay. So Fort Wayne.
0: We are coming. We
1: are coming. To Fort <laughs> Wayne with dysphoria.
0: Right. So if you have friends, family, uh, anybody who supports missions and missionary work, um, I would, I would just encourage you to invite them to come out and um, buy them a ticket yeah and bring your friends bring your small group bring your church group you know anybody who's who's wanting to kind of unpack this transgender agenda
1: and don't forget if you're in the northern indiana area particularly napanee mm-hmm. where they have great apples by the way yes they do Awesome! I love Napanee. Mm-hmm. Those a really cool. i never really spent much time there. Mm-hmm. We've this been up there really, quite a bit. The last it's a really cool <laughs> couple weeks, really cool town. I like Napanee. Mm-hmm. Um, you should come out on the eleventh.
0: Yeah, on Saturday.
1: Saturday the eleventh. This Saturday. What times that show? Uh,
0: show starts at six p.m.
1: Six p.m. at Maranatha Glory
0: mm-hmm.
1: Church Apostolic Center. Mm-hmm. Maranatha Glory Apostolic Center Church. Uh, tickets are still available
0: mm-hmm. at, online. A ticket is required
1: for yes, entry. DysphoriaMovie.com. and you should come out if you're in that area. You should come out to uh, watch Dysphoria there.
0: Yeah, and we have special guests as a uh, former Attorney General Curtis Hill uh, said that he he's also part of the cast of Dysphoria. Yes, and so he has said that he would be there. So we are it like excited. It is rumored, it's rumored. It is him.
1: rumored that Curtis Hill will join us. <laughs> so. <laughs> If you're in the area, you should come out and yeah. you can meet the superstars. Yeah. All right. So with that being said, then we are going to move right back into our Bible study uh-huh. on Are These the Last Days. And specifically we're in Matthew chapter 24. 24. Um, so if you miss the first two parts of this, you have to back up and and go back and listen. Uh, So we are continuing on in Matthew 24, and the reason why we picked Matthew 24 to start this, again, is because in most Bibles, when people go searching for answers about what's going on in the world, most Bibles on Matthew 24, the heading will be signs of the end of the age. Mm -hmm. And so this is where people will start reading, and we want to give you the proper perspective On this passage, this is Jesus talking to his disciples, and if you are not grounded in scriptures and what all of this is referring to, you will take it out of context. Mm -hmm. A lot of churches even get this out of context, and people are led to believe that this is talking about the church in America and the rapture, Mm -hmm. and and Mm -hmm. it's not. This is specifically talking to the Jews. So we decided to start with Matthew 24 because this is where a lot of people will go. Let's set that passage straight. And then we're going to back up and talk about the basically the chronology of the last days. Mm-hmm. So this will uh, this will be a very thorough.
0: And charts investment. are going to be available Links yes. in the show notes.
1: So you should go to the show notes and download the charts so that you can follow along and understand. And you do need to get your Bible ready. i are going to read in the Bible, read the scriptures. So, with that being said, without any further ado, mm-hmm. off we go to Bible study with my dad, Bill Archer. Okay, so we're back here. We're continuing on in Matthew 24. Uh-huh. And just to kind of set the stage again, <clears throat> we, we're, we started this study with Matthew 24 because it's one of the passages that people will go to first. Because it usually, in most Bibles, says signs of the end of the age. And so... We're going to go through Matthew 24, and, and if you've missed the prior lesson, you should go back, and we're learning that Matthew 24 doesn't have much to do with the church in the modern age at all. Um, it, but we're, So, we're going to finish Matthew 24 over the next week or two, and then we're going to kind of back up and do a grand study of end times, timelines, and prophecy, right? So, this is sort of, we sort of started deep down in the hole here and then we're going to back up <laughs> <laughs> and give you a uh, an overview. But today we're going to continue on with Matthew 24.
0: Yes. And so we are so excited to have none other than my father-in-law, Mark's dad, Bill Archer, with us on the show Yay! today.
1: Okay. So do you want to read for us starting at verse nine where we left off?
0: <laughs> yes. But I was remiss and remembered that last time we did not pray before we started our Bible study. Okay. Dad, would you like to lead us off in prayer?
2: Sure. Okay. Father, we come to you this morning with great thanksgiving. Just the incredible book that we hold in our hands, the Word of God. Without error, without misrepresenting, it is absolute truth in everything. And so we come to this time this morning just to look at these verses, asking you to do the teaching, asking you to open our hearts, give us understanding so that we can grasp the truths that you have presented here. Thank you for this time in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank
0: you. So where are we starting at here? Verse 9. Verse 9. and this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come.
2: So we'll pause there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's a lot to unpack there, so. (laughs) Indeed, there is a lot to unpack there. Verse nine uh, kind of opens this particular phase. Because the ver- the prior verses are leading up to uh, the, the verse that verse nine, the term, sorry, the term, the tribulation. Verse nine, then they will deliver you, and who's the you in this passage? The Jews, the Jews, the Jews. keep in mind that this is spoken to the Jews. The, the disciples that are privately meeting with Jesus, they are <clears throat> the ones that he is speaking to, and is—and they are the ones that he is speaking about. So they, they will deliver you, the Jews, up to tribulation. The tribulation is, um, is a technical term, Uh, that goes beyond just the tribulation that you and I have as individuals. When Jesus talked to everyone, he said, in this world you will have tribulation. But this term in verse 9 is not talking about that tribulation. It is talking about the tribulation. The tribulation is a technical term defining the last seven years Uh, before the Lord returns uh, to set up his kingdom on this earth. So this seven-year span is going to be particularly focused on Israel. Uh, Remember now that the church has been removed, the rapture has taken place, and this tribulation begins shortly after that rapture. We don't know exactly what the time span is there. It could be um, a matter of days. Uh, It could be a matter of hours. Um, But it appears that there are a few events that need to take place uh, after the rapture, before the tribulation actually begins. Uh, We can look at that with other verses. And they're going to, when the tribulation starts, they're going to put you to death. And the you, of course, again, is Israel. So the Jews are going to be hated by all nations. They're going to be uh, driven into great tribulation. And one of the things that's uh, terrible about the tribulation period is that there are uh, two major effects here. The first is Satan. Satan is going is setting a, a peace treaty with Israel, and then he he breaks it halfway through, and we have Satan persecuting Israel. But on top of that, for the last three and a half years of the tribulation. Uh, which is uh, started down in verse uh, 15 it is going to be when God persecutes Israel and he is going to be uh, disciplining Israel for their rejection of their of their own messiah and uh it, it just is a terrible time it's a that's why it's called the Great Tribulation. So, but let's back up here, verse nine. They will deliver you up to tribulation. That's the first, uh, the start of the first three and a half years of uh, the tribulation. They're going to put you to death. You'll be hated by all nations for my name's sake, and then many will fall away. That means they're going to fall away from the faith. Uh, they were probably not saved uh, to start with. There will be some that will be saved because there's 144,000 uh, Jews that God is going to choose by himself. Uh, and he is going to set them, according to the book of Revelation, he is going to set those 144,000 Jews loose on the earth. And they are going to be preaching the gospel everywhere they go. Uh, so that's where some of these um are reference here as betraying one another and hating one another. But Satan is at work, and so there are many false prophets, verse 11, that will arise and lead many astray. And because lawlessness will be increased, and we can see that showing up already, um, but not to the degree that is going to happen here in verse 12. This is when lawlessness is going to be increased.
0: So what we're seeing today is not even close to... It's a warm-up. Yeah. As it was in the days of Noah. (laughs) As
2: it was in the days of Noah. It's it's just going to be... And it's like the birth pains. Uh, The birth pains uh, start out relatively mild and infrequent. And then they become more intense and more frequent. And that's what's happening here. And these false prophets are going to arise. Um, They're going to lead many astray. Lawlessness is going to be increased. The love of many will grow cold. In other words, people, this is probably a reference to family. Hmm. The love of a family is going to be there, but uh, they're going to betray one another. Um, their, Their love has just died out.
1: Again, we're seeing just a warm-up to this right now, even in – not to divert too far, but what we're seeing, and we talk about in dysphoria, is where the communist mindset is to try to divide the children from the parents Mm -hmm. and get parents even to turn their own – or get children to turn on their own parents. Mm -hmm. So – it's a minor warm-up to what's going to be coming.
2: Wow. Yeah, and what what you have uncovered in dys- dysphoria, and given given the proof and the demonstration of that, is exactly what is going to happen here. There's just, <clears throat> they're going to be trained. Probably children are going to be trained, but, but this passage indicates that it's going to be even broader than that. It's going to be adults uh, turning adults in. Mm-hmm. So the whole, the whole world is just going to be turned into wickedness. And, the, and the, the love of many will grow cold, but the one who endures to the end, and that is uh, to the end of this age, uh, is going to be saved. And that we find that uh, in Matthew 25 and other passages. And the gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. And we talked a little bit about that. <clears throat> the The preaching of the gospel to the whole world is probably going to be a combination of the 144,000. But the real fulfillment of this is uh, given in the book of the Revelation where God uh, assigns an angel and the angel circulates the whole globe and preaches the gospel in every language to every nation, every tribe. Everyone is going to hear the gospel. Not everyone is going to believe it, but everyone is going to hear it. And... um and then the scripture says, after that angel does that, uh, then the end will come.
1: And to add a side note, so the why why hundred and forty four thousand? Explain that to people.
2: Uh, that's a good question. It's twelve thousand from twelve tribes. Okay. So God has uh, the nation of Israel has always been from twelve the twelve tribes of Israel and he is going to choose uh, 12,000 from each tribe. And um why it is that way, I don't know, but it's kind of like if you if you read the New Testament, um the apostle Paul uh who was just unstoppable. And the thing that he was accused of, the apostle Paul is his his foe said this man has turned the world upside down. <laughs> now, if you if you have that from one man, think what a hundred and forty four thousand Pauls yeah. will be like on this earth. So that's going to be a big part of this, um, but I believe the angel uh, the, because of the wording. The wording is almost exactly like what it says here in verse fourteen. Okay,
1: so sh- <laughs> should we read the next paragraph? Wait, here? can
0: I can I interject here just okay. for a second? Right. Um, what well, was interesting when you just started talking about Paul, and I think is there encouragement for people today because we're talking about end times and the one hundred and forty four thousand, but even today. Uh, as believers, should we each be uh, encouraged by Paul's ministry and be doing the same thing? Because like what you just said, it was one man and they're claiming he turned the world upside down. Well, yes, that's true. And we don't have to wait because we're not going to be here anyway for the end times to see those 144,000 out there. But are we as believers, should we be out there proclaiming the gospel as boldly as Paul?
2: absolutely absolutely paul is a, is a great example and all most of the new testament is written by paul and there are just instructions over and over and paul just just challenges everyone who is a believer in christ to be out there mm-hmm. telling others about christ mm-hmm. yes indeed It's the Great Commission.
1: That's right. It's the last thing that Jesus told us before he went back to heaven. Mm -hmm. Yep. Go
0: and make disciples of all nations.
2: Okay.
1: So this next paragraph, starting at verse 15.
2: Now this, by the way, is where the introduction to the last three and a half years of the tribulation. Okay, Starting so you better set that up 15. for
1: everybody. Yes, <laughs> and we should say,
0: there are <laughs> links to charts available in the show notes. If you guys want to follow along <laughs> with this and see the progression on the timeline, these are in the show notes for you. That's on on Bill's website. I almost said dad. On dad's website. It's, you're everybody's dad now. <laughs> 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 Timeless okay. <truth> for today dot <laughs> com,
2: <laughs> but
0: we'll leave links so if you want to follow along. So go ahead, set up this last three and a half years.
2: The last three and a half years goes from tribulation to the great tribulation, and the and the great tribulation is because at that point, at the midpoint of the tribulation period, the seven year span. At that midpoint, Satan is going to break the peace contract that he made with Israel at the start. And the instruction that Jesus gives here in Matthew 24 is that it starts out in verse 15. So when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of Daniel the prophet, then he goes on and describes what's going to happen in the great tribulation.
1: All right. So let me read this. And I uh, want to say a special welcome to the Leaf crew who's out <laughs> in front of our house right now. <laughs> they haven't been here all week. They always wait till the last day when uh-huh. we're trying to record. It's like the it's like the lawn guys. Uh-huh. Okay. So I'm in uh, verse 15. So when you see standing in the holy place... The abomination that causes desolation, spoken of through the prophet Daniel, let the reader understand. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let no one on the roof of his house go down to take anything out of the house. Let no one in the field go back to get his cloak. How dreadful it will be in those days for pregnant women and nursing mothers. Pray that your flight will not take place in the winter or on the Sabbath. For then there will be great distress unequaled from the beginning of the world until now, and never to be equaled again. If those days had not been cut short, no one would survive, but for the sake of the elect, those days will be shortened. At that time, if anyone says to you, look, here is the Christ, or there he is, do not believe it. For false Christs and false prophets will appear and perform Great signs and miracles to deceive even the elect, if that were possible. See, I have told you ahead of time. Okay. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: So now we are, again, we're at the second half of the tribulation. So the first three and a half years is bad. It's really bad. And then at this point... Halfway through, it gets really, 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 really bad. bad. <laughs> okay,
2: <laughs> and and that is uh, is confirmed uh, in verse 20, 21, For then there will be great tribulation. Uh, so that that has kind of become a defining term for this. There is there is tribulation. first three and a half years, then there is great tribulation, which is the last three and a half years. So let's start up back there in um, verse 15. And by the way, the Daniel Daniel chapter 9, verses 24 through 27, uh, we have that described on uh, the chart, but... As it is described here, um, so so when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, and that is spoken of in Daniel 9, 24 through 27, then let the uh, standing in the holy place, this abomination of desolation. And by the way, uh, we, we probably ought to talk about that term a little bit. Um, what is an abomination to you? What do, What do you? The think? most
0: disgusting, the most most filthy, obscene,
1: inexcusable,
2: just, uh,
1: unforgivable.
0: Un, there you go. That's a there
2: good one. you go. That's those are all good words. And what about the desolation, mm.
0: complete destruction,
2: laid waste? Yep, laid waste. I think that's a very good description. So, in verse 15, when you see this abomination of desolation, this is something that is off-scale, wicked, off-scale, destructive, and it is spoken of in the Old Testament in Daniel chapter 9, verses 24 through 27. Now, this abomination of desolation um is in in Matthew 24 quote standing in the holy place now the holy place would be the holy place in the temple and so that is is one of the reasons why we know that during the last half of the tribulation the great tribulation at the start of that, at least, the temple is there. The temple is rebuilt. Um, and by the way, when we when we looked last week at um, the first two verses in Daniel and talked about that being fulfilled in AD 70, uh, there, it is also going to be fulfilled in... Uh, leading up to the the tribulation period, because there's going to be an army surrounding the city of Jerusalem, and the temple is likely going to be destroyed again Mm. and then rebuilt. And so we know that it's rebuilt and has a holy place, the holy place. You can go back in the Old Testament and find out what the holy place is. But... That will be there, and this abomination of desolation, which is, as we study other uh, passages, we find out that it is a, it is an idol, and it is uh, an idol that Satan actually brings to life. So it's AI on steroids. Uh, He is going to fake it. Uh, He is going to uh, put this abomination of desolation. One of the reasons why it's an abomination is because the Old Testament teaches that God is absolutely opposed to idols. But here is an idol. Not only is there an idol, but the idol is in the holy place Mm -hmm. in the temple. Mm -hmm. So that's... How this idol is making it desolate. This and and Daniel referred to this. Uh, he didn't even know what what it was, but God was speaking through him, and said it's an abomination of desolation. It's going to cause uh, destruction of the temple. Uh, it is it is just horrible in God's view. It is the The worst, the abomination of desolation.
1: I have Daniel 9 here. You want me to read that passage? Yes, that would
2: be good. Is
1: it 24 through 27, you said? Right. Okay, so Daniel 9, 24 through 27. Seventy sevens are decreed for your people and your holy city to finish transgression, to put an end to sin, to atone for wickedness, to bring in everlasting righteousness, to seal up vision and prophecy, and to anoint the most holy. Know and understand this. From the issuing of the decree to restore and rebuild Jerusalem until the anointed one, the ruler, comes, there will be seventy sevens and sixty-two sevens. It will be rebuilt with streets and a trench, but in times of trouble. After the sixty-two sevens, the anointed one will be cut off and will have nothing. The people of the ruler who will come will destroy the city and the sanctuary. The end will come like a flood. War will continue until the end, and desolations have been decreed. He will confirm a covenant with many for one seven. In the middle of the seven, he will put an end to sacrifice and offering, and on a wing of the temple he will set up an abomination that causes desolation until the end that is decreed is poured out on him.
2: Yep. (laughs) There's that abomination of desolation on a wing of the temple. So it is um, prophesied in the book of Daniel, which is hundreds of years before uh, the time that Jesus was here on earth, and the fulfillment has not occurred yet, of course, uh, because we haven't entered into the tribulation period as yet
0: well, and just to to catch everybody up if if you're if you're just starting this episode, the temple that we're talking about is not built right now because there is something already there, yep in its place. And so we are just watching Israel and Jerusalem,
1: mm-hmm. right? Yeah.
0: And so the Dome of the Rock.
1: Yep. It's
0: yeah, yeah. Hamas Islamic
1: Islamic Mosque Temple
0: yep. is there. Yes. <laughs> so it, the temple, the the Jewish temple, was already destroyed once, and now there's a temple there, but. Like we it, talked about last week, we think that it may be an earthquake that takes it down. Actually,
1: actually the, the the Jewish temple has been destroyed twice. Yeah. So we're talking yes. about the, the third temple that will be built. So it, the first temple was Solomon's temple, mm-hmm. was destroyed by Babylonians. And then the second temple that Jesus was looking at then was destroyed in 8070 by the Romans and so now there's going to be a third temple, which may be we may see being built before the rapture. It may start after the rapture. We don't know. Right. But we know from this passage that it is going to be there. It is going to be there. Because it references this desolate, this abomination taking place in the holy place which yeah. is in the temple which must exist
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> which doesn't at the moment
1: doesn't at the moment but it will
0: <laughs> <laughs> now you're all caught up to speed <laughs>
1: okay and i won't go i won't go into all of the sevens and the groups of we'll, we'll times come back and half to the, time. <laughs> we'll come back to all the sevens <laughs> in another lesson
0: right we got we've got time as much time as the lord allows us time, to do this we've and
1: half a time to talk about all this but <laughs>
2: Okay. Uh, Sorry. Yes. Back to you. Time, times, and <laughs> half a time. Okay. Well, let's uh, just pick up with this um, f- this first f- verse that we're looking at here, verse fifteen. Um, so, when you see the abomination of desolation, now he's speaking to the Jews that are alive at that point. Uh, so, during this uh, during this time the Jews are going to start reading the scriptures because things are going to be so spooky, if I could use that word, that they're going to start looking at the scriptures, especially some of those that get saved. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, so when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by the prophet Daniel standing in the holy place that's this idol. And then there's an interesting phrase there. Let the reader understand. Now, what that is telling us is that there's a there are details that are not spoken of here that are going to become apparent when this hurt, when this actually happens. Mm-hmm. In other words, people people living at that time, the Jews living at that time, are going to have seen all this stuff happening in real time. And obviously a lot more details than what are in here. And so uh, the, the writer, Matthew, uh, of this gospel just put this in. Um, I'm telling you this, but let the reader understand. you They'll see it happening.
0: Well, and it's sort of like what everybody's doing right now with the war that's happening in Israel. Everybody's running to the scriptures to say what's happening. Right. The same thing is going to be true here on on a much magnified scale.
2: On steroids. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. So he says then in verse 16, then when you see this abomination of desolation standing in the holy place... Then let those who are in Judea, Jews, flee to the mountains. Well, now, that's an interesting phrase because for the first three and a half years, Satan has made, the Antichrist has made a covenant, signed a treaty with Israel to guarantee their peace and safety mm-hmm. for seven years. Mm-hmm. But here, he breaks that covenant. In the middle of that. You're yeah, right in the middle, exactly in the middle. He breaks that covenant, and he begins to persecute the Jews. And the next verses here are going to show you. Now, maybe we ought to just talk for a minute. Why does Satan persecute the Jews? What does he have against the Jews? They're God's chosen people. <laughs> Absolutely, they're God's chosen people. If uh, my favorite reference on this is that if God says go east, Satan says go west. He is just opposed mm-hmm. to anything that God loves. God loves Christians. Satan hates Christians. God loves the Jews. Satan hates the Jews. Mm -hmm. So why did he make a covenant to guarantee their peace when he started? And the answer is deceit. Mm -hmm. He's deceiving them so that he can gain their confidence, and he's going to use that confidence ultimately to pursue them.
1: And I would point out, too, God loves peace. When Christ mm-hmm. was born, the angel said, peace on earth, goodwill to, toward men. Satan loves war. And chaos. And chaos, chaos, which is what we're seeing more and more of. And the Lord decreed that in these end times, wars are decreed.
0: Well, and as, as we were talking about, and I was just thinking of history and how, you know, when Adolf Hitler was in power over there, that mm-hmm. the, the Jews were so persecuted and killed, millions killed. Yep. Uh, through the war there. And you can see how people were searching the scriptures and they, you know, they said that he was the antichrist at that time. Yep. You know, so many people thought that the end was coming. And here we are now, what, 30 years later, still? No, no, I'm sorry, not 30. (laughs) 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 Wait, let me redo my math. (laughs) math. Close to 80. Time, and half the time after
1: <laughs> time. That was a while ago. It was.
0: I know. I was thinking of something else.
1: We, we excuse you. Thank yes. you. Thank you. Yes. And she didn't even have Common Core math. <laughs>
0: I was, I was, I was adding in my mind, <laughs> and it didn't work out well. Anyway, but but you can see the Jews were still persecuted. Mm-hmm. And and they're still being persecuted, even today.
2: Yep. Well, let's go on here in verse 16. Mm-hmm. Uh, when this abomination uh, appears in the temple, then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains, get out of Dodge, mm-hmm. you know. And let the one who is on the housetop not go down to take what is in his house. Let the one who is in the field not turn back to take his cloak So this is urgent. What he is saying is that when you see this happen, you need to run for your life. You need to flee. You need to not stop and pack a bag. You just need to run. Run for your life. And verse 18 and le, uh, verse 19, and alas for women who are pregnant and for those who are nursing infants in those days. And of course, the reason is they're not going to be able to run. They're not going to be able to flee as fast. They've got this child or, or they're pregnant. I mean, this is just a time when if you don't run and get out, you're going to die. Mm-hmm. And so you are literally running for your life. Uh, verse 20, pray that your flight not be in winter or on the Sabbath. Now, not being in winter means bad weather. Harsh conditions. <laughs> bad yeah. weather, harsh conditions. It's go- and there would be people, elderly people probably, that would die uh, during that time. Uh, but then in addition, uh, to flee on the Sabbath... Why would that be an issue?
1: Well, it would be an issue for Jews. Those
0: keeping the law.
1: Keeping the law. Keeping the law. the law. Following the, mm-hmm. the law. But they, they can't travel they can't. on the Sabbath. <laughs>
2: they can't travel. You, you're limited to three, I think it's three and a half miles or something like that. So, I mean, he's just saying you're either going to have to break the Sabbath or you're going to die. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so just... Uh, Just pray that your flight is not in winter or on the Sabbath. For then there will be great tribulation, such as not been from the beginning of the world until now, no, and never will be. Now, that phrase, uh, verse 21, defines this term, and and that description is used in many other verses uh, in the Scripture uh, there's, a, there's a chart that lists all the references to uh, the term the day of the Lord, uh, which is another uh, term, a technical term that is used throughout Scripture. Uh, the day of the Lord is this great tribulation. So there will be a great tribulation, and it is defined as a time that is so bad that it has never occurred this way ever from the beginning of time, from Genesis all the way up to here, of the world until now. And no, it never will be again. Mm -hmm. So this is a once in the history of the world, one and done. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Worse than any. Post apocalyptic movie that we've that we could even imagine, right? I mean, we're good at coming up with these horrendous, nightmarish visions of things, and we we're not even touching, scratching oh, the
2: surface. Oh, it's when you go through the Book of Revelation that that's one of the reasons why so many people will shy away from the Book of the Revelation because. Uh, the things that are written there are just so horrible that you just you just can't hardly imagine it. And a lot of people will will just say, "Well, we'll f- we'll fix that. We'll just make those things not really happen. They're just uh, they're just a, a made up term to just emphasize how, that it's going to be bad." And so we don't believe this is really going to happen because. I mean, how could you possibly do that? Mm-hmm. Well, it's going to happen, right? It's it's all metaphors. Yeah, it's all <laughs> metaphors. Well,
0: and and what do you say to the people who who you know will say, "How can I believe in a God who causes that much destruction?"
2: What do we say to them? <laughs> we say, "You better you better start reading the scriptures and find out," because. This battle is between God and Satan, and it is also between God and the sinners. And uh, when we uh, look through the references of the day of the Lord, we'll find that that God is angry. He mm-hmm. is angry, and his wrath is, is being poured out. Uh, in the book of the Revelation, there are seven bowls. Uh, they're referenced as the bowl judgments, mm-hmm. and as you proceed through those bowls, you you will see that it is God's wrath. He has been been pouring into those bowls his wrath. Uh, right now, today, just as a reference, if you. If you consider the wickedness that is going on in this world today, and some people will say well why doesn't why doesn't God do something um well, he is mm-hmm. his his wrath i mean he is just full of wrath about what's happening, but during the this last three and a half years. That wrath which has been stored up in that bowl is gonna be turned over and poured out on the earth. Mm-hmm. And
0: we can't you know, even fathom.
2: You can't you can't please don't tr- try him. Don't just assume that because it hasn't happened so far, it isn't gonna happen because it is gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And even even if you die before this tribulation starts, you will face his wrath at the judgment seat and you will be cast into the lake of fire. And the only way you can avoid that, as we, as we said last week, is to trust Christ as your Lord and Savior. You need, if if your heart is resonating with these scriptures and what's happening and And you realize that this is coming, and it's true. then the Lord is beginning to open up your understanding and you need to turn to him quickly and pray that he will forgive you and and receive you into his kingdom so
0: well and can we can we skip ahead just to stay on this because it is so important and our hearts are for the people <clears throat> who don't know the Lord, who need to know the Lord because mm-hmm. we know. We have the scriptures, we know what's coming, and, and the, you know, your eternal destiny, if you continue to refuse the Lord. But here in Matthew 24, if we jump, can we just jump down real fast? Um, I, I hate to skip ahead, but it says, for false Christ and the false prophets will arise and perform great signs and wonders as to lead astray, if possible, even the elect. Now, he's saying, if it were possible, Once you know Christ is your savior, you are eternally secure. You can never be, you can never be, you cannot lose your salvation. You can never be taken away. You can't be snatched away, as scripture says. So can you just, how, how can we help people understand? And I think a lot of people, even myself, when I first came to Christ, not fully understanding and being afraid of I'm not doing it right, or it wasn't what my confession wasn't true. I have sort of this imposter syndrome of of going to church, and you know, I remember all of those all of those feelings. How? But but Scripture tells us a different story. Once you accept Christ, you can never be taken away. Right, your salvation is secure.
2: That is correct. But you'll notice here in the verse that you were referring, verse 24, uh, false Christ during this time. And, and I just want to refresh again. We're talking about this last three and a half years. Mm-hmm. During this time, false Christ and false prophets will arise and <clears throat> perform great signs and wonders. And what, we don't even know what that is. Except that they're going to be so powerful. I mean, I think they're going—the uh, signs and wonders that are going to be performed are are going to be so powerful that people are going to believe that it's Christ. Mm-hmm. I mean, things that he did while he was here on earth, like raising perhaps, people from the dead. Perhaps raising people from mm-hmm. the dead, or uh, or in in that case. Um, Bible scholars believe that he doesn't actually do that, but that he fakes it so well that people just believe it. And it says that he's going to perform great signs and wonders so as to lead lead astray, if possible, even the elect. In other words, they're going to be so good Mm -hmm. that even those that are saved— are going to look at that and think, "Eh, maybe that's, you know, maybe that really is Christ. Uh, And, but then the phrase there, if possible, Mm -hmm. you know. So it won't be possible to actually lead them astray, but boy, they're going to be influenced. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just tells you this is going to be good. Um, And if people are unsaved, or are, as you described, they are, they are, um, what does guy say, churchy? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> there's no church here at that time. But if they have a religious bent, you know, and they and they talk like, uh, you know, oh yeah, I, I believe when they when this happens, uh, they're gonna be led astray mm. because they are not the elect. So this is going to be a, a great sift. Um, don't mess around with this. This is serious stuff, and it's almost as serious as it is for the eternal judgment that's coming. Mm-hmm. And I say almost because there's nothing like that. Okay, Sorry, so. where did we
0: leave off? I, I jumped ahead. <laughs> now I, now I don't know where we were. Um, uh twenty
2: three I yes. think uh, if if those days had not been cut short, no human being would be saved. Mm-hmm. Uh, different translations would be uh, would say the same thing no no life would be left. Uh, but for the sake of the elect, those that God has chosen, those days will be cut short.
1: So, throwing in there that this does indicate that people are coming to Christ during the tribulation period. Yes. People who were not saved before, and now they are coming to Christ.
2: And actually, uh, that's a very good point. And just to kind of um, tag on that, there are uh, people who love to do this kind of thing, and they go through the scriptures, particularly in the book of the Revelation, and kind of list all the times where it talks about people getting saved, uh, the hundred and forty four thousand that are sent out, um, all these trials and so forth that are happening, uh, just drive people to look for something, and so they're searching the Scriptures, and and we know they would get saved. So uh, the conclusion is that during the Tribulation will be the greatest revival that the world has ever seen. Mm-hmm. That there will be more people saved during the Tribulation than are lost. But... The good news is they get saved. The bad news is they're going to pay with their life Mm -hmm. because Satan is not going to tolerate any kind of resistance to him. He is going to be uh, God. He is going to demand that people worship him, and you have a simple choice. You either worship him or you die. Mm -hmm. And so there's going to be a lot of people that are going to get saved, but they're going to pay with their life
1: and we don't have time today to go into this discussion we'll get to it in another discussion i'm sure because there's there's debate on whether or not because people will read that and they'll say use it as an excuse to well when i see everybody disappear then then i'll go to church
2: <laughs> right right
1: and that's not really going to be possible no nope.
2: No, nope. and that, you can see that uh, right right here. Um, if anyone says, you hear is Christ or there is Christ, the uh, false prophets will arise and perform great signs. So as to lead astray, anybody, mm-hmm. anybody and everybody. And in fact, there's another verse, I believe it's in uh, Corinthians uh, where it says basically that if you have rejected Christ before this happens, after it happens, you will not mm. believe. You cannot believe. God. I, I guess we can probably say it this way: God will not mess around. You cannot. You cannot say, "Well, God, I don't. I don't want to trust you now." But if this happens, then I'll trust you. Mm -hmm. And God says, no, you won't. Mm -hmm. I'll close that door. It's kind of like when Noah entered the ark. You know, probably there were people while he was building the ark that said, that's that's absolutely nuts. It's never rained. Uh, I don't see any reason to do that. But if it does happen, I'll I'll jump in. Mm Mm-hmm. And what the Scripture says is God closed the door. Mm-hmm. Right. God closed the door. Nobody went in after that. I mean, no matter whether they were probably banging on the door saying, Noah, let us in. let us in. And they couldn't. So if you're hearing this and you think that you are just going to wait and see if any of this happens— um I would just plead with you don't do that. Don't do that. God cannot be tricked. He cannot you cannot maneuver around him. He will not
1: be toyed with. I I've known so many people through the years that have had that that like that's their life plan. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, number 1, they think that they're smart enough that when they When they get their chance before god they're going to argue with him like a lawyer and point out all the inconsistencies in the scriptures and (laughs) say you know well you said this and this wasn't right so you're gonna have to let me into heaven like they're gonna bargain their way in right because they're so smart and add to that i'm gonna reject him until yeah well if i see this happen then I'll know to get my legal arguments ready because he's going to have to let me in anyway because I found all the things that were wrong in the Bible. And woe unto them. That It's just not going to happen. Yeah. It's just.
0: Today yeah. is the day of salvation. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, all right. So, almost done with this section then. So, where did we leave off here? <laughs>
2: so. Oh, deceiving even the elect. Not, yeah, yeah, deceiving even the elect. And, and Jesus said in verse 25, see, I have told you beforehand. So that's like, I'm telling you now, don't play with this. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm telling you plain flat out what's going to happen. Uh, I've told you beforehand. So if they say to you, look, he is in the wilderness, don't go out. If they say, look, he's in the inner rooms, don't believe it. For as the lightning comes from the east and shines as far as the west, so will the coming of the Son of Man be. And wherever the corpse, corpse is, there the vultures will gather. Those terms are th- terms that were somewhat unique to the Jewish nation and that culture, but the lightning is very clear. Lightning comes from the from the east and goes to the west. if as as an example, it's it just happens very fast. So when this begins, it's going to happen very fast. There's no stopping it and that, and, and verse twenty seven so will the coming of the Son of Man be. So don't mess with it. It's coming. and when it does come, It's too late if you haven't already made your decision and your commitment to live for Christ. Okay, so (laughs) next week, then
1: we'll continue on with, what is it, verse 29? Mm -hmm. The coming of the Son of Man. Um, So just as a reminder, then, for people who are watching world events unfold and asking the questions— there, of course, one of the things that, that you hear people saying is, you know, well, is this, are we headed into Armageddon? And no, this isn't the Battle of Armageddon because it's, we're all still here. right? Because <laughs> Armageddon comes at the end right, mm-hmm. of, the, of the Great Tribulation. So no, but um, these are the beginnings of birth pains. These wars have been decreed and it's not going to stop right until yep. un, until the very very end um anything else to wrap up this
0: no nope, i don't have anything okay any final thoughts
1: <laughs>
2: well <laughs> homework for next week the, um one of the examples that i uh read years ago that i really I really think it is um, a a good illustration is that when you read these scripture about these kinds of things happening in the end end times and you look at the world today, it's like you went to um, went to a theater to watch a play. And the curtain was pulled, and you couldn't see what was on the stage because they hadn't started it yet. But you could hear them moving all the furniture around, putting it, you know, moving it, scraping this across the floor. And you could you could kind of get an idea about what was going to happen. That's That's where we are right now. Mm-hmm. We can see what's going to happen. The Scripture tells us what's going to happen. But the curtain is pulled, and we can't see it actually happening. We just know that it's, you know, the more the furniture scrapes around, the closer it gets. And we know they're about to pull, pull the curtain, and, and we'll see this all unfold. So just because you can't see it, uh, you can look at the things that are happening On the evening news or in the newspaper or wherever you get your news, um, it's close. It's close. And it's getting closer all the time. The show is about to begin. The show is about to begin.
0: (laughs) And I I keep thinking, and when the curtain opens, all the believers are going to leave and it's everybody else who has to watch it.
2: (laughs) Exactly. They have to participate. They they have to participate in the show. Yeah, Yeah. they will be. Part and parcel.
0: Okay. All right.
1: All right. Until next week. Okay. So that's the end of this week's study mm-hmm. on the last days. So with that being said.
0: If you have any questions. Yes. Be sure to click the link fearlessfeatures.org forward slash contact. And you can send us a message if you have any questions of today's study. We would be happy to address them here on the podcast. Right.
1: And just as a reminder, if you're in northern Indiana, anywhere near Napanee, November 11th, mm-hmm. 6 p.m., uh-huh. screening of Dysphoria. Tickets are available at DysphoriaMovie.com. If you're in the Fort Wayne area, December 1st. At Tickets
0: also available at tic- dysphoriemovie.com. Concordia
1: Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne. Uh That is all.
0: (laughs) Well, that's all the time we have for today. Thanks for listening through to the end and be sure to click that subscribe button so you never miss an episode and share this with your friends and family. Until next time, march on, saints, and be filled with the spirit. Pumpkin Spice Latte!